Welcome to True Crime Sleep Stories. Are you ready for a sinister story? Because this one is a doozy. So lock your doors, turn on the fireplace, cuddle up, and cozy down. Today, I'm going to tell you the story of the diabolical Dolly Osterreich and her secrets in the attic. August 22, 1922 seemed like a normal end to a late summer night. However, at the home of the Osterreich family, it was anything but normal, and the day ended with neighbors hearing a gunshot followed by a scream. What was all the commotion, and who was in distress? Things like this don't happen in a small Wisconsin neighborhood, except sometimes they do. Before we get into today's story, I have a favor to ask. Have you subscribed to my YouTube channel yet? If not, go ahead and do that. By subscribing, you'll get access to lots of daily videos and true crime content, and we really appreciate your help in growing the show. Now, let's get into the story. Born in 1880, Walburga Korschel, also known as Dolly, was a German immigrant whose family settled in the rural Midwestern state of Wisconsin. At an early age, Dolly was hired to work at the textile factory owned by Fred Osterreich. During Dolly's time at the textile mill, she was well-known by her fellow co-workers. Dolly was an attractive young lady whom others doted on frequently. She was friendly and fun to be around, which attracted people to her. Dolly quickly caught the attention of Fred Osterreich. Fred was a very wealthy man, but he was also known for his stubbornness and for being bullheaded. Fred was difficult to get along with and very set in his ways. Nevertheless, Dolly liked Fred, and the two married when Dolly was just 17 years old. Fred and Dolly's relationship appeared to be great on the outside until the unexpected death of their only child. This tragedy seemed to tear the two apart. Fred began to drink heavily and work extra long hours to ease his pain, and the marriage began to disintegrate. And while Fred turned to alcohol, Dolly turned to another vice, sex. Fred was an overworked husband who didn't have much time to take care of things around the house or to work on projects when those needed to be done. In the short amount of time when he was home, his time was spent drinking and little attention was paid to Dolly and her needs. Dolly was a homemaker with a love of sewing. She was always on her sewing machine until one day it needed some repairs. And while the busy Fred was not able to fix it himself, he arranged for a repairman to come to the house to fix it. 
On Dolly's doorstep arrived a 17-year-old boy by the name of Otto Sanhuber. Otto had worked at the textile factory and was known to be pretty handy with sewing machines. The scandalous 33-year-old Dolly answered the door wearing a silk robe, tights, heavy perfume, and nothing else. This startled the teenage boy, but Otto nervously still entered the house and began making the needed repairs. You can imagine what happened between Dolly and Otto behind those closed doors that day, and this would be just the first of many of their romantic encounters. Dolly's marriage to Fred made her a very wealthy woman, but wealth alone did not bring Dolly satisfaction. She craved romance and attention. She had a strong sexual appetite that was not being fulfilled by her husband. So Dolly and Otto would meet frequently in the Osterreich's home, as well as Otto's boarding house and nearby motels. The continual appearance of Otto at the Osterreich's home had gained attention of the townspeople, especially the neighbors, who eventually notified Mr. Osterreich. Dolly would always explain to others that Otto was just her vagabond brother who was staying with the family for a while. But there's one thing about small towns. People like to talk. Dolly knew she had to come up with a good story as to why the neighbors kept seeing this teenage boy constantly at their house, because obviously they were skeptical about Otto being her vagabond brother. When Fred approached Dolly with his suspicions, the quick-witted Dolly told Fred that the boy in question was someone trying to sell her something, and that he just kept coming back. She told Fred that she believed she had the problem resolved and that he would no longer be returning to the house. But now, Dolly knew she had to quickly think of a solution to prevent the townspeople from continuing to gossip about her interactions with Otto, while still being able to find a way to keep Otto in her life. Her clever plan was to hide Otto in the attic. To her, this seemed like a brilliant idea, and as crazy as it may sound to us, she was kind of right. Otto didn't have many friends, and he was not close to his family, so it wouldn't attract a lot of attention if he just went missing. So while Fred was away, Dolly and Otto would play. Dolly's libido kept her and Otto very busy. She and Otto would meet nearly eight times a day. For five years, Otto would quietly live in the Osterreich's attic of their Wisconsin home, only coming down to service Dolly while Fred was gone. 
When he was in the attic, he would silently read and also enjoy writing pulp fiction stories. Dolly furnished the attic with items for Otto to stay comfortable while he was up there. There were a few occasions that Fred had almost caught the two in the act, but for the most part, he was oblivious to the fact that there was a young man living in the attic. Anytime a noise was made or a shadow passed, Dolly would comfort Fred by stating, You're just working too hard, and it's causing you to see and hear things. Regardless of how well they had been keeping their sexual affair a secret, it was only a matter of time before a wrench was thrown into their routine. In 1918, Fred decided it was time to move, and the place he settled on was Lafayette Park Place in Los Angeles, California, a very long way from Wisconsin. Dolly was not thrilled about the move, but she agreed as long as she could select their new residence herself. The purpose of the move was to allow the couple a fresh start and to give Fred the opportunity to launch a new company in the area. Dolly made her new home demands very clear, and one of the items that was a must in the new home was an attic. After several searches, Dolly finally found a home that had an attic, and that was not an easy feat. In hopes of continuing her affair with Otto, Dolly hatched a plan to have Otto move into the house before Fred and Dolly arrived. For four more years, Otto would spend his days living in the Osterreich's attic and having sex with Dolly multiple times a day. That is, until August 22nd, 1922. On this night, Dolly and husband Fred had a terrible fight, one that Otto could hear loud and clear from his perch in the attic. It was so loud, in fact, that Otto thought Dolly might be in danger. He immediately dropped down from the attic and appeared with two guns. Right away, Fred recognized Otto as a previous employee of his from the textile factory, and the two went into a fighting rage. They tussled for quite a while until suddenly shots went off and Fred was hit three times. Sadly, Fred instantly passed away from the gunshot wounds. Otto thought fast and came up with a scheme to disguise what really happened. He ordered Dolly into the closet and proceeded to lock the door behind her. Otto took the closet keys and the guns with him to the attic. Neighbors surely would have heard the shots fire and the police would be arriving in no time. The two lovers thought it would be very difficult to prove that Dolly could be responsible for Fred's death if she was locked in the closet. 
when police arrived on the scene, they were alerted to screaming coming from the closet. The police officers came to Dolly's rescue, but soon the questions started as to what happened. Dolly started to tell her story of the events that occurred that night. She told police that there was a robbery in the house. She said that the robbers shot Fred, stole several expensive items, including a posh diamond watch. Dolly claimed that the robbers then locked her in the closet and made their escape. The police were, of course, skeptical of Dolly's story, but they couldn't explain how she would be able to lock herself in the closet. That part of the story did not add up, but of course, they didn't know that there was another accomplice living up in the attic. Even though they were skeptical, they did not press any charges against Dolly, and she was released. After Fred's murder, Dolly took up residence in a new home with a new attic. Her life would not have to be a secret any longer, and she would be able to have her young lover, Otto, live with her. But that is not what happened. Dolly was still not satisfied with a normal life with just one man. Dolly forced Otto back into the attic while bringing multiple lovers in and out of her new home. She did buy Otto a typewriter to keep in the attic with him so that he could continue writing his pulp fiction stories, and Otto stayed content with being Dolly's attic love slave. Not long after moving, though, Dolly started dating her defense attorney, Herman Shapiro. As she began to feel more comfortable around Herman, she let her guard down and let several comments slip that started to raise some red flags. Dolly began to show Herman quite a bit of affection, and she gifted him with many expensive items, one being a luxurious diamond watch. Herman immediately recognized the watch as belonging to Fred Osterreich. After questioning Dolly about the watch and how she obtained it, Dolly explained that she had just found it under a seat cushion. She claimed she just didn't think this piece of information was important enough to notify police about, so she never mentioned it to anyone but Herman. But being a man of integrity, Herman gave the diamond watch to police. This information was leaked to the press, which triggered two other individuals to come forward. J.E. Farber, a neighbor of Dolly's, and Roy Klum, a lover of Dolly's, came forward stating that Dolly had provided each of them with pistols to dispose of quickly. These were the same caliber pistols that Fred was murdered with. The investigators and prosecuting attorneys believed there was a connection. Not only did they have the testimony of Mr. Farber and Mr. Klum, but they also had the diamond watch that Herman gave them. After presenting their evidence, it was enough to arrest Dolly for Fred's murder in 1923. 
even though Dolly was arrested, police were still trying to explain the mystery of how she ended up locked in a closet. Since they were unable to do that, eventually she was released. The entire time Dolly was in jail, Otto was in the attic of the empty house, fending for himself. Feeling guilty, Dolly notified Herman that her vagabond brother was in her attic and begged that he checked on Otto and provide him with groceries. When Herman tapped on the ceiling to alert Otto to come down, Herman was shocked to see the state that Otto was in. It was in this moment that the truth would start to unravel. Otto had not really had a conversation with anyone, other than occasionally Dolly, in over 10 years, so he was ecstatic to have another person to communicate with. He informed Herman that he was Dolly's sex slave for 10 years and that he had been made to keep their arrangement quiet. Herman, upset at finding out about Dolly's adultery, insisted that Otto leave at once. Otto fled the state and moved to Canada. After Dolly's release, she and Herman moved in together and their relationship lasted seven more years. But after it ended, Herman notified the police of what he knew regarding Fred's death. A second warrant was issued for Dolly, and she was arrested again, but this time it was for the conspiracy of Fred's murder. Otto was also brought back and charged. Otto became known as Batman after admitting to living in the Osterreich's attic for an entire decade. He was found guilty of murder, but luckily for Otto, the statute of limitations had been exhausted, and he was able to walk out of the courtroom as a free man. Dolly was also charged, but there were some concerns with the evidence, which resulted in a hung jury. So she was also able to walk away scot-free. Otto seemed to live a very quiet life after this was all over, he changed his name to Walter Klein, and records show him passing away in 1948 at the age of 60. Dolly ended up remarrying and spending nearly 30 years with her final partner until her 1961 death at the age of 80. If you ever hear anything in the attic and your spouse is telling you you're crazy, I suggest you look for yourself. You never know what secrets might be hiding up there. A very special thank you to Jamie Hunsaker Gibbs for writing and submitting tonight's true crime sleep story. Until next time, good night, sleep tight, and don't let the monsters bite.